Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining Alaska Tracy's podcast. What you can expect from this podcast is business, social media marketing tips and tools, and real live stories of how real live people took their visions and their dreams and turned them into success, successful, heartfelt lives. So my question to you is, who do you know that would be a good fit for this podcast that I could interview? Go ahead and send me their name. You can send it to Alaska spelled out, Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at alaskatracy.com. I would love to have the opportunity to interview them. You also can expect inspiration and hope sprinkled throughout the podcast. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Biz Vision with Alaska Tracy, where we talk social media marketing, all things business, and inspiration. And now your host, Alaska Tracy. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of Alaska Tracy. I have a wonderful guest today joining, Jenna Gasset. Welcome, Jenna. Thank you so much, Tracy. So honored to be here. Are you joining from San Diego? I am from Encinitas, a little beachy town. And what's the temperature today? I think it's probably somewhere around 82 degrees. Sweet. It was 16 here in Alaska when I woke up this morning. <laughs> we took a brisk walk around the block a couple minutes ago. It was cold. <laughs> but it's beautiful. The northern lights were shining everywhere at 6 a.m. Yeah. Well, welcome. I'm just going to give a brief introduction. If anybody is new to the podcast, uh, you will know that I, I'm just not one to read people's bios. I, I really like to talk about how I met them and then let the person that I'm interviewing sort of introduce themselves. Uh, Jenna came into my life about, I think it was about five years ago, if I can remember correctly. I was uh, coaching with a, a group, learning social media, starting my business, and there was a small group of us that were accountability partners, and I believe one of them introduced me to Jenna as an intuitive guide at the time. I, I, I don't even know if that's what you ever called yourself, but that's what I call you to, when I talk to you about people, an intuitive guide. Um, it looks like you're an intuitive wellness and you work with people who maybe need a little bit of push uh, to, to follow their intuition. And it looks like uh, from your website, it says you work with individuals, kids, and individuals wanting to grow their business. Is that correct? That's correct. And have you ever called yourself an intuitive guide? I have not, but it's very interesting because many, many people call me different things. Well, I've been called Light Guide, which is now on the website. I had never heard that before, but I loved it. So Intuitive Guide fits right in there. A lot of people call me their intuitive mentor or their spirit coach. Whatever you want to call me is great. At, at present, I'm an intuitive consultant, but when I work with kids, I'm just intuitive. I'm just, and I'm just Jenna, you know, to many people. So I am, I am a little bit of a uh, maybe mystical practitioner with, I would say Sam's woo-woo, um, and I work with children. I work with children who are 
maybe challenged by um, certain educational environments or they have behavioral challenges or maybe they're just very intuitive themselves and very sensitive and need help um, learning to protect and manage their energy. I work with individuals all the time um, just to help them hone into and connect with their intuition. I come from a belief that we're all wildly intuitive. And so intuition to me is a language between us and whatever we hold sacred. So our soul stores creative intelligence, God, nature, science, energy, whatever that is to you, connecting to it deeply, listening, receiving messages, and operating from that place. And we can do that in our businesses too. I believe businesses are extension vessels of who we are. And even in corporate, I worked in a big hotel in New York um, with everyone from housekeeping to the you know, the corporate development team um, on this topic of bringing intuition into business. So I really feel like it's something that's emerging and will be very important. Um, I believe in business energetics. So the energy and intention we come from in our businesses feels really potent to me going forward, especially in terms of breaking through. So I love working with people on that in their businesses, and I love working with individuals. I think it's the sort of core of my business. It's now in 17 countries, and I don't know how that happened. Wow. It's been beautiful um, to see it develop and evolve and, and work with so many souls who are really ready to connect on a deeper level. Oh, I love that. And I love this paragraph on Jenna's website. It says, are you a radiant truth seeker? Do you deeply trust your intuition? Do you know there is more for you? Are you in relationship with the divine? Do you want to intimately, intimately connect to all that is? Are you ready to embrace the miraculous and walk toward your highest expression? Do you want more clarity on your path? I love that. And that's, I believe, what's attracted me to you. And, you know, I'll tell people about, I think we've had three conversations in five years. And so I think people get, maybe they hear consultant or coach or, or whatever. And I always tell people, you don't have to set up a whole, I'm going to talk to Jen every single week. You can... Right. talk to her <laughs> and then do the work and then come back a couple of years later and or whenever you need to it doesn't have to be this whole coaching yeah there's no schedule no program necessarily i really believe and trust in my client's intuition so i trust that they know and they'll feel guided to connect when when it's right for them and inevitably that's how it's rolled and i really really love that aspect because then it encourages us to, like you mentioned, accountability, to be accountable to our own, you know, intuition and what's right for our individual soul. So I love connecting with people when it's divine timing for them because then it's always divine timing for me too. It's a, You've just been so helpful in my life. The last conversation uh, session that we had, and, and we've done it on the phone. I've only met Jenna once and... Um, and I think the first thing I said to you when I met you was, wait, you don't match all your photos. <laughs> I think I said that to you and you were like, yes, I know. I have a really old soul. If you look at Jenna's website, which I'll put on the show notes, all of your, um, how people can get a hold of you. It is uh, Jenna, J-E-N-N-A-G-E-S-S-A-Y.com. Uh, Jenna is a beautiful blonde. Um, you're just, I would say, like a California girl. 
And then I talk to you and I'm like, who is this? Like, you just have this wise old soul. <laughs> and the words that come out of you are just, I don't know. I just, so our last session was maybe a little, a little over 60 minutes. And Jenna tells you to have a pad of paper ready. I think you said you prefer people don't tape it, although people have taped it before. I get more out of when I write. Um, so I just wrote, and Jenna just, she had asked questions before, before our session. And you just went, you know, nonstop. I'd say, wait, stop. I need to, wait, hold on. I have a question. Wait, hold on. You know, but it was just pages and pages of writing, and it was for shifting my business to more vision boarding, uh, helping businesses and organizations go deep with vision boarding and, and as well as my relationship with my husband, intimacy things we discussed, um, my dog and her cancer. Um, so you're, you're, you really are whole, like a holistic <laughs> approach. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I really feel like healing comes from the inside out. You know, I worked in the medical field for 10 years and um, I just, I just learned a lot and then I met my chiropractic husband. So it was really interesting. Here I was this, you know, this medical rep and I met this holistic practitioner and both of us met like, mm, this isn't going to work. <laughs> we both <laughs> kind of crisscross philosophies and landed somewhere in the middle. And I, I love that middle ground. And I still really, really, really get lit up by understanding how our bodies respond to, um, to all of the things that we experience emotionally and mentally and how we can create our lives from that place, like our external lives, you know, not just our in inner working. So, so yes, it's a very holistic approach and, and yes, it touches every aspect of life. So definitely um, business is a part of that. Our children are a part of that. Our marriage, our intimacy, everything. It's, it's all connected and it's all really, um, it's all really available, I would say, like to our intuitive senses and our capacity to, um, to really connect with the divine, to receive guidance for that, you know? So when I say the divine, you know, that could be your guides and angels, that could be God for you, that can be source, that can be whatever word you give it. For me, it's an essence that is honestly beyond words and it is all that is and it is um, the biggest, brightest, most true thing I can connect to and my soul is a component of that. It's an aspect of that and it's a radiant place to operate from, but nobody teaches us that. You know, it's, it's a listening skill. It's, it's really that, you know, if you want to put it on paper, it's, it's truly a listening skill. And then what you do is the information that you receive. So the receptivity is important and then operating from that place and going forward and taking action accordingly in, you know, regardless of the circumstantial component of, of your life or whatever it is that you're working through that process of trusting the listening piece knowing how you receive it, receiving it, and then marching forward based on that information, even if it doesn't feel logical or rational, is, is like a really important, I guess it's like the nucleus of my business. You know, that's really an important part of what I, I try to help people with. It's, it's amazing. Some of the, yeah, I, I just am blown away. I just real quick thing one of the things you told me on our last call was to be open to network marketers. And I Which don't you know. Print. 
that. What's that? <laughs> I said, which there wasn't a rea there was a visceral reaction. Right, right, totally. So I just had a consulting call with a network marketer the other day that paid me money to give her a consulting hour, and she's one of the top in a network marketing company. And I was just like, I have God bumps saying that out loud. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, wow. Yeah. Yes. And yep. yeah, just to be open to that. And then they added me to their Facebook group and, and I balked at that. I thought, oh, great. Now I'm going to blah, blah. And then the next day I kept thinking of some of the words that you told me and some of the meditation I've been doing. And the next day I had this thought that, wait, there, there's all these like thousands in this group of potential clients. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why would I be balking? <laughs> you know, and I might right. learn and something. That's, <laughs> that's such a perfect experience and perfect illustration of like just what it, what it is to take the lid off of some of the things that we create, you know, like our limitations and the way that we squash ourselves into maybe a linear way of thinking or, a way of thinking that's based on our, um, you know, conditioning from, from whatever, from childhood or relationship history or whatever it may be. And, and to be able to connect on behalf of others. So in sessions, I will connect, you know, for somebody. Um, but I also really encourage people to connect on their own, especially while we're on the call, take the opportunity to feel into whatever's coming through me to, to notice if it's something that resonates or not. And, and just to, to, um, receive that guidance you know through themselves as well because i really like i said believe we are all wildly intuitive and vessels and instruments to be you know here to connect and be of loving service on the planet and so just like a silly thing like that where you may have never ever ever looked in that direction and here comes this guidance to just be open to it and then it pops in because you are it's just interesting how doors open that way and then we start to align with things that, that help us vibrate up and into a deeper connection and probably more success, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that you, you've mentioned your grounding exercise. So for, yeah. for me, your grounding exercise is the meditation, correct, before your yep. session? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. And I will put that link to your grounding exercise in the show notes I have practiced meditation for 19 years, and I, I love your meditation. Love it. I mean, it Thank just, you. oh, the, the second time I did it, I forgot about it, and I was able to go back to the place that I went to the first time and, and, um, and then tell people about it. And they're like, wait, how can I? People have asked me how they can find it, so... We'll put it on the show notes. Um, what was your, so, so you're in the medical practice working and then you meet your husband and did you have a vision or uh, some sort of a dream to do what you're doing today? It's such an interesting, um, for me anyways, it's just such an interesting part of my life. It was such a major major shift you know I Tracy you know me I'm, I'm sort of maybe I guess a little conservative on the, on the outside I was my mother's first type a sort of eldest very organized very straight a um child and she is if you met her she's like very esoteric has multicolored, short spiky hair amazing eccentric artist 
um, you know, lives very free spirited, sort very into woo woo things. It's amazing she, herself, very spiritual. But they come from a long line of spiritual practitioners, and my great great grandmother was the town seer in Napa her, for her life. And she was the town what? Kids. Because we have seer, so like oh. she was a psychic in that. Oh, wow. Everybody went to her as their oracle. And, so we have this in our like ancestry and my mother is very much this way. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, growing up, I wanted nothing to do with it. I was oh, like, wow. no. And don't we always become a little bit like our mothers, right? So yeah. I was, you know, wearing these, these suits and I was visiting with these doctors and these patients. And at one point I was working in oncology wards and different um, parts of the hospitals and an infusion aspect of the business. And I remember feeling everybody's pain and their fear and their medicine and it was too much for me. So long story short, I was seeking out healers and, and therapists. I literally shamans, anyone I could get my hands on to help me turn this down, like this this capacity to see feel all of this. And of course, none of them wanted me to turn it down. They were all like, You need to learn to manage this. This is a this is beautiful, this is a gift, you should use it. Um, which I was still very, very resistant to until I think um when I turned 30, I had this deep call to go to Bali, which I didn't know, honestly didn't know where it was on a, on a map. And then I ended up going, which is an interesting, a whole other story we can talk about, about how that just miraculously and beautifully landed in my lap to the point where I was staying in the prince's palace and I visited these children in these schools. I was in these beautiful educational environments, learning from these children and these teachers in a place where they had never seen a, a Caucasian person in their life. So it was a really interesting um, adventure that took me, you know, out of that whole environment. The medical career at this time was in San Francisco. Um, and I just learned a lot about some of the passions that reside within me around, around youth and, and where, and the fact that they are closer to where we come from, you know, and how I'm so interested in the purity with that they carry and how we get conditioned out of that sometimes. And then also how older cultures are so, um, responsive to that and protective of that and how they um, integrate children into their society in a, in a little bit of a different way than, than I had experienced in America. So um, so there was that aspect of, of something that was going on that was just stirring deeply in my soul. And then I ended up in this medical building with this um, very well-known gastroenterologist and he, at UCSF, and he, I remember I was sharing a clinical trial with him and he stopped me dead in my tracks, you know, that was like part of the job. And he said, you know, this is not you. You are a writer and an intuitive. Like, looked me dead in the eye. And I and I remember him taking me to his, his office, and he had this wall. He was a poet, and he had this wall of poetry books. And he actually ran, like, a poetry workshop for medical students. So, so people who had gone into medicine who were either, um, like, you know, not lit up by it anymore, or they had gone to medical school and realized that they were doing that for because somebody else asked them to, or because, you know, maybe they're parents had been in medicine so they felt like they were supposed to be in medicine that kind of thing and um he was he was helping people work through that and those transitions with poetry with art with expression with creativity and and the depth of their souls you know and so he had given me these poetry books but it was a big light bulb of like whoa okay i know that i'm not here to be to be doing this this um medicine job you know that's that's not my medicine for the world and I know that I, this is kind of grinding on me and I feel called to work with people in a one-on-one -on -one way where I'm, I'm working in a healing capacity. So I studied Reiki there in San Francisco and that was kind of the launching point. And I was like in the closet taking these sessions with people who were just calling me out of the woodwork. 
Oh my my sister had a friend who had a son in the hospital and she was reaching out to me and then she kind of had sent people to me and so I had all those these like in the closet sessions like all before I one day said okay my husband and I want to move to San Diego we want to start a family and we want to be close to Mexico which we're both deeply called to work in Mexico and also we um, wanted to you know grow up in a in a really calm sweet beach environment and so um, we both decided to move down to San Diego and I knew that I had to leave this beautiful career. And I will tell you, Tracy, that at that point I was in a very successful place. Mm-hmm. Nobody had ever done some of the things I had done in the San Francisco market, mostly because of my intuition and it didn't fill me up anymore. So I knew I had to leave. So when I left, I remember my boss saying, you can't quit. <laughs> and I, said, I have to, you know, like I have to go do what I feel like I'm here to do right now, because here's the thing, when we're taking these big leaps that I've realized now is like, listen, you know what it's going to feel like if you don't take that leap, it's going to hurt. But if you do take it, you can always go back. Yeah. yeah. You know, most like most situations, you can always go back to whatever it was that you were doing that didn't necessarily fill you up, but maybe filled the bank account. Right. You know, so I, I told him I, I have to, and he said, listen, you have this, you know, gigantic bonus on the table, which I had not earned up until that point. And he's like, you can't just quit. That'll be gone. And I said, I, which I call a dangled carrot from the universe. It's like, mm-hmm. we know you want this change. We know you're called to make this change, but do you really want to make it? You know, so it like comes in right as you're about to take that big launching step. And then I said, okay, well, I'm just going to have to forfeit that because I really have to go down there. And he said, okay, okay, I'll meet you there then. How about we let go of the person who's currently in that role in San Diego and you can have it. I mean, it was that much like, you know, why don't you just stay? And then there were definitely parts of me that was like, well, I could just stay and kind of do this. And then I just knew I could not do that. Like, I really feel like we hit these edges within ourselves and we just know, you know, this is a breaking point. We can't do it any longer and still serve our soul. We're going to either suffocate our soul um, or we're going to bust through. And I I find also that even even if it were my will to stay in that old comfortable thing, the universe would find some way to bust me out of it anyway. You know, like there would be something that would break apart so that I could move forward. So then I landed here, the bonus ended up coming through, which helped my husband open his healing practice. I mean, all these things just started to roll and beautifully appear, which I really always feel like happens if we take that leap, the divine meets us on the landing. So you did, so you, so you did take the job. Yeah. No, I did not. You did not. I said, no way. Yeah, I got yeah. it. I got. I have to forfeit this bonus, yep. and yep. the bonus came through. Matt, mystically, the bonus still came through, even though I think he fought for it for me. Oh my gosh. It. But, you know, like it's still the money still was there, and the money was used to support my husband creating wow. his business. Because when we got here, I mean, think about a chiropractor in San Francisco. He did have patients come down here and see him, but we had no business here. We had no clients. I had no clients. I had a couple of people that I was working with over the phone, but it was starting over completely. Uh-huh. And within two months, we were up and running and, and very busy. So, And when was yeah. that? How many years ago? Six. six oh, six. wow. Almost, almost seven now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then you, that was when you met, was it, is it Lauren? I can't remember. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yes, I met Lauren through another gun sale. Mm-hmm. So did you... Did you like do a business plan? Did you do a vision board? Did you have any ideas or guidance besides your own intuition of like what what was the story? How did it unfold? 
No, I didn't have any of those things. I would say I had a vision board. I do have a vision board. Still, I actually just found it because it's um, it's since passed. I now am back to my type A way of vision boarding. I do it in binders. So it's like in sheet protectors and I have like a like volume. So there's like a done uh-huh. pile and then there are several that are in process and it's always beautiful to go to the done pile and go, wow, okay, you know, look at what I created and it's often 10 times more beautiful or connected or true for me than I ever thought it would be based on just like an image or words that I wrote down. And in fact, I would say I used that process when I met my husband. I mean, before I was in San Francisco, I was alone um, and had just gone through a breakup and I knew I wanted to be in San Francisco, the city I love, but it wasn't. I was in Roseville, California at the time and kind of a little tiny apartment just regrouping, you know, at I think 28 years old. And I knew that I wanted this kind of man and I wrote them all down, you know, all of those things. I did all of that and within a month it was all secured. Like I was in San Francisco, I was doing, I had the job that I thought at the time was my dream job and I had met the man I was going to marry, which all sounds really dreamy and has been challenging since then. It's not like, you know, perfect. It's right, really right. perfect. Right. And I've been, you know, right when, like I said, I got to the tip top of that career, the next one was sort of calling me and asking me to arrive. And so, um, yeah, so we landed here and we, we started and, and my version of a business plan looks like this. I had a paper calendar, which I still do. I still really love my paper calendar. I have not, I have since said yes to having a family and a business, you know, I calendar, but I still love my paper calendar. I love to see it that way. So I had written down like appointment times of when I would see people and then they would fill up and how it happened was I did one free session for somebody who was really struggling. And then she told her sister and her sister wrote an email. This is a woman with two children and a husband. And she wrote an email to, I think maybe everyone she knows and said, this was the best day of my life. And, you know, for many women, that's the day you have your babies or the day you get married or whatever it is. And she had said that this appointment was that groundbreaking for her. She's now doing her own beautiful soul coaching um, and working with people on self-love. But it, it, so it rolled from there. That's where the referral kind of network started and, and so, no, I mean, I've done business planning since then, but I honestly feel like that's one of the places I help people most is getting out of the way of how things happen. Yeah. You know, we know what we want to happen, but getting out of the way of how and then believing that we're worthy of what it is that we know that we desire. And I'm not talking about desire because the Joneses have it. I'm saying desire from a soul-based place. If it's seated in our soul, then it is meant to, you know, arrive for us. So how that happens and, and um, I, don't, I guess to what degree that happens is, um, is something that I love to help people receive, I guess, through their, their own guidance and intuition. Wow. I love that idea of putting the appointments down. I love that. I'm going to copy that one. It's That's a good pretty one. Pretty simple and it works well. Yes, That's works a good well. one. That's Visual, really good. You know, and you just know that they're going to be there and they, they will show up. I like the um, what you were saying about it's not perfect, and I think that's where. And, and I believe the people that gloss over when when I'm talking to them, they're just not ready yet to hear what they need to hear, or right. they're on their own path or their own journey. But I hear a lot of times everything you're just saying goes against my religion, or um, right. that's too right. woo woo, or whatever, and and. And so I think they don't hear that it takes work, (laughs) that there is work involved. (laughs) It's not just 
you put it all out there or you listen to somebody tell you things and then you just sit back and it all happens and then everything's perfect. And I think that's what a lot of people hear. And then they go, oh, right. well, that's just really woo-woo. But it, it does. It's very deep work. Yeah. It's deep work because it's because you have to search deeper than what might make you happy into your truest, pure joy, which to me is like vibrationally love activated. So it's like, it's like pure light, you know, and, and that takes time and energy and you have to work through stuff to even acknowledge that you desire it. You know, it's so interesting how many people don't even ask themselves what they truly want. Right. You know, like, what do I really desire? What's really, truly in my heart and soul? What do I really feel called to? Um, not supposed to do. What am I supposed to do? Let's chuck that out the window. What do I feel called to? Not to say we don't need to, you know, honor any commitments or, or even sometimes as much as I don't like it, obligations. But this yeah. is more about attuning to and, and aligning with what you feel most called to at the depths of your soul. And you know what, Tracy, sometimes in that regard too, like we think we might need this big house or we need to live in a certain place or I've just got to get out of this job so I'm in this job or I need to do something um, about this relationship. And then when we get down deep into it, that's not really what it is that's bothering us. Or maybe we need less than we think. And it's really interesting to see how the divine kind of humbles us that way. You know, so to me, this is, especially if you're religious, this is a very... This is a deeply connected process with the divine. You know, this is not something for the faint of heart and it is not a surface project because you can do visioning, as you know, as a surface level and you can manifest things, but they won't give you any sustainable joy. They will not light you up, you know? So that's what we have to look for is what's, what's really true for me. And that's challenging in a society that tells us what's true for us, you know? So true. I know. Yeah. I was trying to force this romantic weekend. We're celebrating 12 years Sunday and I was just Googling and looking and I mean, we're in a position we, we could pretty much, we could pretty much hop on a plane and go to a little place in Alaska or we could do a lot of really cool things. And I kept forcing it, just forcing it. And then I looked at the weather and it's supposed to snow Saturday and Sunday. And uh, I thought, do we really want to be on the death highway that we have up here during a snowstorm? And then I was just taking the next right action today and I was kind of letting stuff go. And my husband's like, you know, I just want to snuggle with you. His, his love tank gets filled with, his love tank gets filled with like home cooked meals and walks in the park and, and um, I wish I, he's like, I wish he's not like spontaneous, well, like, well, he threw me a, no. Anyways, he, he was, he emailed me and was trying to think. So I was just doing the next right thing today. I kept letting it go. And before I got on this interview with you, the thought came to me, wouldn't it be cool to just do for other people on our anniversary? Like how many people supported mm-hmm. us when we got, and I'm like, that stuff does not come from me. <laughs> That yeah, does not come from yeah. me. That's not like that comes from the meditation and the connection and the and and I know every time we do stuff like that, it it's just beautiful. We get so much both he and I when we give to others. So 
there's so much fulfillment in loving service. I really feel like humans are here for connection and loving service. So if you two find a sweet way to connect with each other to celebrate your love and then in that same vein, hand that out to others in some fashion, I just, it's so beautiful. What What an awesome thing. Yeah. It, but like you said, society says, you know. Get on that cruise boat. Or right, that yep. right. Look what, and then social media, look where we are and what we're, you know, and ah, craziness. Yeah. Yep. So can you talk about one or two bumps or challenges along the way that you've had and how you've walked through them to stay on course? <laughs> Just as you said one or two, I'm like, child one and child two. <laughs> no, really, but truly, Bump having children has, has, um, has been a challenge because there's a, uh, you know, for somebody I have that, you know, perfectionist vein. I mean, I, I work with it constantly. It's a, it's a process of healing of like really trying to please others and show up holy and all of that. And really learning to, to prioritize with the divine, like letting the divine prioritize on my behalf and with my children too, because it's not that they are needy beings. It's that I feel like I want to show up 100% for them and for my business and for my husband and for myself in terms of like self-care and, you know, no recognizing I need to fill my own cup. I feel like that is a huge challenge that I've worked with so many women through, like mothers and have not experienced myself until now. I had two children in two years, and it's just, it's just hit me like a ton of bricks of actually walking through that challenge. Where do you give your energy when you want to be in 50 places, and you need to be in 50 places? And meditation has been a wonderful healing tool for me for that, because, because I've read the scientific studies about the power of meditation, especially in groups, when you meditate, let's say, on like crime reduction or, or anything that you want to help. So like right now, I feel like our society in general is grieving in a lot of ways. We have a lot of things going on and sometimes we just feel helpless. And, and I feel that way in the storm of my family sometimes. So Uh sometimes I just, rather than worrying, which I feel like places extra burden about, let's say my son at school and me not being there or, you know, something that, going on in my extended family instead I try to meditate or send love you know from my heart and soul it just feels like a better way to bless the situation and then and then trust that wherever I feel called to show up is where I'm meant because honestly Tracy I've figured out at this point that when I spend my energy in places that I want to maybe egoically um but are I'm not called to I actually get in the way of other people's divine process so including my children and my husband. So like if I feel like I'm called to help my husband and maybe I can't be there for my kids, okay, somebody will and it's all in divine order. If it's the opposite, then I'm getting in the way of his process and maybe I'm not showing up the way I need to for them. So it's a major um, juggling act from an alignment standpoint. I just focus on the alignment, you know, and I, like you said, next best thing I just do or next right thing, I just do what I feel most called to and I give myself, I meet I would say my inner grace often because I feel like I need it now more than I ever have. So forgiving myself and, and recognizing that um, I am human. You know, I feel like that's a challenge for all of us that believe that we are more than this, this packaging that we came in and this meat suit, as Lisson calls it, that spiritually <laughs> I feel like I can be everywhere and spiritually I am all connected and I am human in this experience and I am a mortal being. So, so I need to know my boundaries and my limits and I need to 
trust those, honor those and, and, and connect with what is most aligned right now. Um, and I feel like when I do that, I'm a lot more, I forgive the expression because I don't really believe in this word, but balanced than yeah. when I'm not, I really like the word harmony yes. because harmonics offer us places to like, you know, we roll with it. We don't necessarily have to be perfectly balanced all the time. I balance to me is a little too much pressure. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little harmony. bit of like, I picture over here, I'm out of balance. Picked over here, I'm out of balance. So, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, as far as other challenges, right now it's just about, um, you know, uh, I would say, okay, so I was part of a business mastermind. And a lot of times in business masterminds, you get excited about like your business and how it's going to expand and how it's going to grow. And there are all these ideas and all these people are jazzed up about this idea for you and you're jazzed up about it too. And then, all of a sudden, like an avalanche, the divine timing for it will drop off, you know? So like, let's say you throw out an offering and you're super pumped about it, but it isn't divine timing. And maybe you secretly kind of know and understand that you are forcing it a little bit, yes. you know, like it just wasn't the right timing. Um, for me, I have these Oracle cards, these intuitive guidance cards that are just beautiful. There's these four decks that are written, but I haven't found the artist yet. And I, and I'm, just being patient with that whole process. And even in writing them, I couldn't force the writing. They had to be divinely written. They had to be channeled messages. And so I had to like kind of wait upon them, you know, which meant sitting a lot in receiving. So, so that's been like, I guess a business challenge is just really honoring divine timing and not my plan or my agenda, but handing it over and letting it be divine agenda. Because I trust that like, you know, whatever, 10,000, hundred thousand foot view more than my own limited human perception oh, of, so you know, the good. schedule. Yeah, that's good. Oh, good stuff. What does, what does success mean to you, Jenna? I just feel like success means soul alignment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really um, soul alignment to me is about the whole process of using your intuition as a language it's about connecting with the, the piece of you you're most responsible for, like the part of you that you need to tend to most so that you can be of service and so that you can be connected and so that you um, can feel okay and fulfilled and joyful. Um, that's what it is to me. You know, it's really not what we have. Um, or even sometimes I think there's a, the altruism, like, like um, you know, how many people we serve or, or who we help. For me, it's just about like, am I doing what's right? Maybe this sounds selfish, but for my own soul, if I am, then I'm probably helping a lot more people than if I were so outwardly focused. You know, I think mm -hmm. that healing comes from tending to my own soul. Yeah. Wow. Great interview. When we went really long, usually I'm like 20, 30 minutes. So it was probably, we, it, that was just filled with juicy information and goodness. Oh, Tracy, you know I can talk. Oh, can you're talk. so good. Are there any last-minute thoughts, words, advice you'd like to give the listeners? I mean, just in this moment, I just feel inspired to say, trust yourself, you know? Whatever you, whatever you can connect with um, resource-wise or um, whatever's in your heart to that you feel called to do or to connect with to help you trust yourself. Um, it's, it's to me the most important thing, you know, it's, I, I feel like faith is not just a given, it's a process. And I really, really know that intuition helps us become more faithful people. So at least the way I know how to use it. So, um, 
yeah, so if, if anybody needs help in that regard, I'm here for you. And otherwise, um, I have a Pinterest board that's intuitive wellness resources that might be handy Ooh. for some folks to kind of check out. Maybe you can send me that link too yes, so that they that can see, good. you know, maybe some books or podcasts or whatever to, to connect with. But um, there are just tremendous, tremendous, tremendous resources out there that I don't think necessarily say learn to trust yourself, but they're, you know, they're little magical pieces that help remind you that you are the most important person in your life and, and to, um, to honor that, you know, and to me, that means trusting your truth. So that's good. How can people find you on Pinterest? Just your name? It's just Jenna Gessay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that again is G E S S A Y. J-E-N-N-A. Yeah, good. And I'll put all links in the show notes. But for those of you that don't look at the show notes, um, you can find Jenna. Just Google Jenna, J-E-N-N-A, Gessay, G-E-S-S-A-Y. Thank you so much for your time today, Jenna. And thank you, everybody, for listening in. I hope you heard the sprinkling of inspiration and hope. Until next time, thank you.